When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and Zach Bauer, broker analyst with Everag, is on our menu for a Thursday morning. How are you doing, everybody? I'm the fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke. Boy, the kids might be needing just a bit of a sweater, maybe a hoodie to start the day today. It's a little cooler out there than we've experienced over the past couple of days. Today, we'll look for partly sunny skies, no better than about 67. Seven degrees for our daytime high. Tomorrow, partly sunny and 73. Saturday looks beautiful, sunshine and 78. Sunday, cloudy skies and 75. And we've got a 50% chance of rain on Monday, 70 degrees. Of course, Stumacher Ag Meteorologist paints us a better weather picture in about 15 minutes. We're also talking this morning about the rush being on. We've already heard about Wisconsin farmers chopping corn for silage. The harvest is starting, and our implement dealers need to be ready for that. Have we worked through most of the supply chain issues that we bumped into during the pandemic? Are we good as far as the amount of parts on hand? And what about staffing when it comes to infield repairs? Charity Seebecker has caught up with a couple implement dealers to find out how they're doing. Stick around for that. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. Ever wonder what deja vu sounds like? Yeah. Something like that, because that's the sound of Dairyland Seed delivering the greatest soybeans in our history. Again, this year's lineup, led by Dairyland Seed and List E3 Soybeans, brings even better agronomic characteristics, even tougher weed control, and even higher yield potential. And once again, they're proven to outperform the competition in independent head-to-head trials. See the latest soybean performance results at showmethesoybeanyield.com. That's showmethesoybeanyield.com. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. On September 14th and 15th, the Dairy Auction of the Year is coming to West Bend. Steffes Group is thrilled to announce a two-day live auction featuring the finest dairy cattle. These cows are exceptional, with an impressive average of 92 pounds per day. This closed herd comes with elite genetics that promise quality and productivity. For more details and to register for online bidding, visit steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Steffes the leader in the auction industry for over 60 years. California's Proposition 12 has made national headlines because it requires other states to comply with more stringent farming regulations to sell meat and egg products in California. This includes pork. Wisconsin pork producers argue it's going to disrupt the supply chain from the barn to the grocery store. 
I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The Wisconsin Pork Association says California consumes about 15% of U.S. pork, and the modifications required to meet that market could cost thousands per sow. Despite Proposition 12 going into effect on July 1st, Wisconsin pork producer A.V. Roth out of Crawford County has decided to hold off on compliance. He says he doesn't agree that it's humane for his animals, and he's optimistic that policy circulating at the federal level could put an end to the new regulation. In the meantime, he tells me what influence Proposition 12 has on his farm. So if I want to be able to sell my pork into California, it has to meet the Prop 12 standards. Some of those are being in 24 square foot of pen gestation, other stuff like fine. You know, they need to be able to come in here and verify that I am following the Prop 12 standards, including, you know, come into my office and check financials and things like that as well. It's unique because Prop 12 is a California law. So anything that goes to California has to follow these certain standards for pork and eggs, for example. How do you know that, that your meat goes to California? Well, there's there's another issue there that if, you, if you're not, it's got to be separate. If you don't understand anything, they got to keep what meat is going to California separate from the other, which on the processing side isn't isn't an easy thing. A problem here is that we put a lot of money into our local butcher plants over the last three years, basically since COVID. And unless the animals going into them are Prop 12 compliant, they're not able to sort out what is, what isn't, and even the work that we've been able to do of getting meat to be able to sold across state lines from local butcher shops won't be able to go into California. So, A.V., have you had to make changes since Prop 12 was upheld by the Supreme Court, or maybe even before that, just when the rumblings were going on that it was a possibility? So I've, I looked into it quite a few years back about doing, or doing um, larger pens and things like that. And for me, my animals, because actually, if you go back to before 98, we were a 500 um, head feral to feeder pig, and our pens probably would be Prop 12 compliant. Now, there's stuff that wasn't, but at that case, when we went from the pens that were Prop 12 compliant into gestation stalls, we actually had the same number of animals called because of injury at 500 the year before we switched over to the same number called after at 1,500 head in stalls. And so for me, it was really clear that the pen was not the right way to keep the animals. Prop 12, one of the requirements is that you no longer can use gestation crates. They must be in pens? Yep. So you have to be have 24 square feet and they have to be able to turn around without touching any side. So it has to be a very big stall, you know, pen. And if you've invested in already one way of raising animals and then moving to another way, I mean, what does that cost look like? Have you broken that down or have you heard uh, others in the industry break this down? So first thing about it, you know, we went this way because as a farmer, this is the best way that the animals can be raised. I mean, the safest for the animal, the most humane way to raise them, in my opinion, and what's best for the animal. Now, someone in California decided that's not the right way. So, yes, the cost that I've went through is a new construction would be about 40% increase in cost. And so at the same rate, I'm going to be losing somewhere around 30 to 40%. If I, if I switched over to that, I'd lose 30 to 40% of my capacity here. But you have not switched over yet. Is there a reason why? 
Because uh, I don't believe it's right for the animals. Is your supply chain disrupted a little bit? Where does your pork go? So mine hasn't. Um, There's certain certain farms that have built what they thought was Prop 12 compliant. I don't know how many of them were or are or how that goes. I know that I don't know the exact number, but I'm guessing that uh, we they do not have enough pork to supply um, California right now with Prop 12 compliant pork. So there will be shortages of pork going into California. They eat uh, about 50% of the pork in the U.S., so it will be an issue. And that's the next thing, you know, it's coming down from Massachusetts and other states with same kind of rules. So it's, it's a big issue. We can still, at least in California, because there's a lot of ports there, that the Prop 12 compliant meat that's not Prop 12 compliant can go across the state and be shipped out. But in Massachusetts, part of their, I think it's Rule 3 or something like that, they pro, or their Rule 3 compliant meat cannot even go through their state. Talk of something similar in Massachusetts. Are other yep. states taking up similar policy? Are, are you hearing anything about, and maybe it's not just hogs. Maybe they're looking at regulating other commodities in a similar way. And, and yes, they are. You know, the eggs, the veal. There's other things that Prop 12 did other than pork, just pork is what's on top of my mind because I'm a pork producer. But the, the biggest thing is, if you can go back to the chickens, before Prop 12, 10 years before that, they did another Prop 2 or something like that in California. And in that, for chickens, an enriched cage was okay to do. 10 or so years later in Prop 12, then they said it wasn't okay to do. So the biggest problem here is what's going to be the, you know, 10 years from now, are they going to, all these buildings that get built to be Prop 12 compliant, are there going to be further rules? So HSUS argued at the Supreme Court on behalf of this Prop 12 rule, and I believe that their only reason they're doing that is they do not want people to eat meat. So they, in my opinion, will keep changing the rules so that farmers will go out of business, period, whether you become Prop 12 compliant now or not. Not only are you a Wisconsin pork producer, but you're also involved with the Wisconsin Pork Producers Association. Have you had a voice at either the state or national level on this issue? Uh, absolutely. I've talked to my legislator and other legislators. For me, raising pigs in Wisconsin not being able to sell California is a problem. California can tell their farmers how they want them to raise their animals. But we cannot have a set of rules going around state by state of what you have to do to sell into this state. That was the whole thing that our founding fathers didn't want to happen because that's 50 different rules and that's going to be impossible that not only just for agriculture but it's going to it's that's the whole thing with this prop 12 it opens up a can of worms that they can do this to anything there's legislation coming down there that is not going to be okay they have to you know one standard of rules set for the whole state or whole country and that was said at the listening session at lacrosse you were at the listening session in lacrosse what were some of your big Uh, takeaways from that well, the thing I brought up there was the whole Prop 12 thing, and G.T. Thompson, he said he has a plan of getting it into the farm bill on top of this so that it can combat the Prop 12 language. A.V., you told me earlier in this interview that you won't comply with California's Proposition 12 because you don't think it's humane for your animals. But you also said California has a lot of buying power in the pork market. So are you concerned that your animals won't have a market if it can't go to California? Yes, I, I, I'm hoping that the legislators get something done. Gigi Thompson has, when I got up and talked, 
he assured me he has a plan of taking care of this. And basically, that's what the judges said when they put their proposal out, is that this needs to get done in the legislation. You know, they're tired of legislating from the bench, and they want these rules to come down from the from legislators and the Senate and Congress and things like that. It's time for the legislators to get, get their butts together and get it done. I mean, it's not a it's not a complicated issue, but this patchwork of each state having their own rules is ridiculous. I mean, I, I, if I grow my pork in the U.S., I should be able to sell it in the U.S., period. A.V. Roth along with us, a Wisconsin pork producer out of Crawford County, facing challenges today with Proposition 12, threatening to disrupt his market, and he says it's going to hit other elements of the supply chain, too, such as meat processors. He's optimistic that federal policy, either as standalone legislation or within the 2023 Farm Bill, will reverse California's regulation. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's Preston from Window World, and although I'd love to talk your ear off about windows, today's all about doors. Your front door can say a lot about you. Window World specializes in turning a bland entrance into a grand entrance. We have top quality products, a variety of paint and stain options, and certified factory trained installers. It's a no-brainer. Visit us at windowworldmadison.com. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and, you know, we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, hang on to your rain gauges. Some folks got to use them yesterday. A lot of folks did not. Time for a check-in on our ag weather. Stu Mucker, ag meteorologist, joining us this morning. Not a lot of activity this morning. Well, I guess a little bit of activity on my uh, rainfall reporters this morning. Let me see what I got for you. So, looks like uh, Dennis by Brownsville had a half an inch Uh Uh, The Alto area had uh, about .03 inches. Now, my backyard on the west side of Madison, it just poured, but for a very short period of time. Then you get a block away, and there was nothing. What, What did you see? What's coming in this morning? 
Exactly the same. Uh, the Fond du Lac Airport says six hundredths. I had a tenth of an inch here south of town. Yesterday, late afternoon, I was heading north from West Bend, right past Jackson on my way to Kewaskum, and it just poured buckets. And I see the Jackson report says an inch and 18 hundredths. Wow. Yeah, and I'm just getting, I'm kind of going through my list here. Greg from West Bend said uh, that they had almost uh, 0.85. So like you said, it was a real hit miss. A lot of people that are thrilled that they got uh, anything uh, but it looks like it's going to be dry now for a little bit. Cool, but dry. Yep, that's it. It cools off now, stays a little drier. I mean, the cool front that brought the rain pulling east well away from Wisconsin this morning. High pressure strengthening a bit out to the west. Oh, there's a little rain down in north central parts of Indiana, the northern tip of lower Michigan. But it's all pulling east and away from us. Not that it's going to get all sunny and bright today. I think the clouds hold on. That's not all bad because it does keep those temperatures a little cooler as well. And for a lot of us who aren't big fans of those 90s, uh, the better chance of staying in the upper 60s or so sounds pretty nice, even with some cloud cover. But we'll see more clearing. And as we make our way on toward Friday and Saturday, the sun returns. Temperatures warm up, in fact, back to normal or a little bit above already by Saturday. But by late Saturday, the next system approaching from the west may account for a bit of a rain chance toward La Crosse or Mauston really late Saturday or Saturday night. And that chance then slides east across Wisconsin as we head through Sunday. I don't expect it to be heavy rain, but it will also then again cool temperatures into early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Ooh, it's that time of the year again. Football and tailgating. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at Bavaria Sausage. You know where they're at, don't you? They're on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, or open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for your shopping convenience online. BavariaSausage.com. Ooh, think about that tailgate. You want to bring a charcuterie board? Well, they've got everything you need for a successful one. Cheese, sausage, lawn yoggers crackers, spreads, even some desserts. And of course, if you're putting anything on that grill, you know it's got to have the old world authentic flavor of Bavaria sausage brats and now offering burgers. You can find it all online, BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook and make sure that your charcuterie board impresses everyone and that your tailgate party is the one everyone wants to attend. Bavaria Sausage. Yep, I would. All right, Stu, let's go ahead and give them the rest of the forecasts. Linda by Reeseville, two tenths. Uh, somebody from Horicon, about two tenths. <laughs> 50 drops early in Alto. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, cloudy skies today, no rain around. Could be some glimmers of sun, you know, but let's talk about mid-60s in the east, closing in near 70 in the west. The north winds at 5 to 10. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies. Down in the low and mid-50s, the north winds 5 to 10. Could be more of a partly sunny sky Friday, even more sun developing through the day, certainly brighter in the west. Low 70s almost everywhere, a little warmer at La Crosse. North winds at 5 to 10. And sunny Saturday, low 70s east, upper 70s in the west. Winds will be northeast, about 5. And then a little rain could be around just to wrap up the weekend, Pam, but little, I think, the operative word. Well, and I'm getting this from a lot of our talk texters. They still are looking for rain. You know, there's a lot of areas of Wisconsin that are still dry. Even though we've started corn silage harvest, even though, you know, we may still have some things going on out there. 
Yeah, we're moisture poor, so yeah, rain is a good thing. We just aren't seeing it. No, especially if you laid down cover crops going into winter or something. Need a little moisture there. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for. And again, like I said, that talk text line, folks, you can use that anytime about anything. Harvest, uh, what's going on with kids in school, something you noticed that you're curious about, 877-301-FARM. Remember, you can call it or you can text it, 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. For 20 years, Kelly Vick suffered from chronic back pain. I would do something, and at the drop of a hat, whether it be a golf swing, picking up something, whatever, it would throw it back out again. Pain relievers, chiropractors, nothing worked for any length of time. Then Kelly found QC Kinetics. Listening to a radio station, I heard of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, using powerful natural biologics to restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. And at this point... It's the greatest thing that I've ever done. Kelly's living life with no more back pain, thanks to QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics gave me freedom. I am pain-free. Don't live with chronic joint pain any longer. Call QC Kinetics today. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, QC Kinetics has changed my life. Call now for your free consultation at QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home 
with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Your Green Bay Packers, according to CBS Sports, their ceiling, wouldn't this be nice? 11-6 and six and win the NFC North after uh, moving on from Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and the supremacy that Rodgers brought to the Packers and the NFC North, and before that, Brett Favre. To Jordan Love continue on to be 11-6 and six and win the NFC North. That would be a thing of beauty in Jordan Love's first year starting, especially with this young team. Got some talent surrounding him, hopefully. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones, and that defense. Here's the thing we'll get into this more tomorrow. Do you, are you going to believe in the defense? Or is it one of those things like, fool me once or fool me twice, then, you know, shame on me? Will the, will, do you trust the defense, Rowdy? For what we know as Packer fans our whole lives, and the defense, you can never trust them? You actually trust it going into the season? Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of like the Lions to me. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta, <laughs> prove, gotta prove it. it. Because how many times have we been told? And I would say more or less post Super Bowl that you know the 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 Green Bay Packers should have a good defense. And then when they finally did have a a decent defense, that was what the year after that was like oh. Green Bay might have a top five defense and the best defense in the league. And all of the experts from like your ESPNs or your NFL networks or whichever you were looking at, like almost everyone was saying, yeah, this is a top 10, top five, could be top defense in the in the league. And then they were like middle of the road. <laughs> like, and then big games, they disappoint you. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, well. Like, I get it. They so had the some, same thing as last good year. years in there, like with Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, where they were like a top 15 top 12 might even have snuck in the top 10 once in the in those you know end of the Rodgers good years with the Packers the 2019 2020 2021 yeah. type seasons the defense was pretty good I think if they get those type of defenses 
and Jordan Love is middle of the road. Yeah, this this could be a. I don't know if I'd go eleven wins, eleven and six. That's their nine ceiling. and eight. Oh, here's their floor: seven and ten, and miss the playoffs. Love is the biggest wild card in the NFC, as his performance will reflect on the Packers' season. Obviously, Green Bay has a lot of young players the franchise is banking on to perform immediately, including rookies Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed. Offense line is good, but the health of David Bakhtiari is always a question mark. Darnell Savage Jr. has one of the safety spots locked down. Who? But who starts next to him? And does this team have enough depth on defense? If love is good, most of those problems can be masked. I actually kind of see the Bears and the the Packers as like kind of the same teams. I know the Green Bay Packers have a good offensive line when healthy. I know that the Chicago Bears were better than they were two years ago, and then they went and spent more draft capital and more money on the offensive line. So you'd have to imagine that their offensive line is better. But I'd probably give the edge to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I look at running backs. Chicago's aren't bad. They're not good. They're not Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon one too good. But Cleo Herbert's pretty solid. And uh, Johnson, the rookie that they drafted, I know there's some people that like him. So I don't think they have a bad tandem. I would give the edge to Green Bay. Yeah. Then you look at um, wide receiver core. I would say the wide receiver core for the Bears is more proven, but there's definitely some talent in Green Bay. We've clearly, we've seen it with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and a lot of the young, but it's more established talent in Chicago, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You look at uh, the tight ends. Cole Komet is more established, but Green Bay has a lot of young. They've got a lot of upside, right? Like, yeah, like people like what they've seen from Lucas Musgraves mm-hmm. in in uh, preseason. Obviously, Tucker Craft has the ability to be a, a decent player too, in, in both a blocker and a pass catcher. But you know, maybe you give slight edges to the to the wide receiver and tight ends to the Bears, just off the top of my head. Then you look at the defense and. Both teams have had has some good veteran players on defense and the defense is there's no way that the defenses should be terrible. I would say what when you look at it, it really comes down to quarterback. And we've been saying that this entire time we've been breaking these teams down in this division, but it's true. Maybe you could say, Oh, I think the Green Bay roster is slightly better than the Chicago roster. Okay, well, slightly better, but with a crappy quarterback doesn't mean Jack. <laughs> right. No like well, Jordan Love, is, is Jordan Love the biggest wild card in the well, NFC? I think looking at the quarterback position, uh, clearly you give experience to Justin Fields. Yep. I think I would say that arm talent is clearly with Jordan Love. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We're going to be speaking with our friend Zach Bauer, broker analyst with EverAg in just a moment. You know, dairy is something that reacts to a lot of global influences. Uh, We've seen interest rates go up. Consumer buying patterns, well, uh, things are changing there a little bit. How is it impacting dairy? And don't forget, kids are back in school now. School lunch programs serve a lot of pizza. That means cheese. Football season is on. That means pizza and cheese and uh, tailgating uh, dairy entertainment. And you got to think about it. We're starting to already build some inventories for the upcoming holiday season. Oh, we aren't going to run out of things to talk about with Zach Bauer. That's up in just a moment. Weather-wise, temperatures are not going up. Today, we're going to see a partly sunny sky. 67 is about as warm as we're going to see today. Tomorrow, partly sunny and 73. Saturday looks beautiful. Sunshine and 78. Sunday, some clouds and 75 before we get that 50% chance of rain on Monday. 70 degrees. Anybody get any rain 
rainfall out there. You can always use our talk text line. Let me know what's happening in your backyard. Or maybe you're already starting on corn silage. Let me know how it's going. Our talk text line, anytime you want to kind of reach out to me, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Well, like I said, the harvest is already underway across a good chunk of the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Corn silage first, then we'll get on to the rest of our crops just a little later on. But one thing that's consistent about the harvest, we probably are going to need some parts. We're probably going to need some quick service, maybe even in the field. But, you know, we learned after the pandemic, the supply chain issues stretched all the way down to the microchips that a lot of our farm implements and tractors were using. Has any of that improved? And what about the labor we depend on to make sure those repairs are fast, efficient, and correct? Charity Seebecker's got more. Harvest season is one of the busiest months for farmers and implement dealers as it requires a lot of preparation. Implement dealers need to make sure that they have enough parts on hand and that their employees are up to par with their knowledge on that equipment in order to best serve Wisconsin farmers. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Caleb Latham, parts manager at Sloan Implement, explains more about how they're preparing for the busy months ahead. Yeah, so harvest is one of the busiest months, uh, especially with springtime. But preparing for harvest, we make sure that we have enough parts on hand, all the employees are up to par, uh, being knowledgeable on the equipment, customers are, just making sure that we are prepared for if something traumatically happens, say such as a machine breaks down, we have the parts on hand to help that customer out. Uh, as long as we have enough bodies in the shop to help if that customer does need a technician. So then how are repair technicians prepping for harvest? How are you making sure they are ready? Technicians are usually mentally prepared going into the season. Uh, the pros, uh, the guys who have been here for a long time, more of, you know, you have your your equipment ready, their tools ready, uh, equipment meaning the software, their computers are up to par. They can go out in the field and make sure that they can get a signal to make sure that whatever they're diagnosing, uh, they can make sure they're doing the, the job right and in an orderly, timely fashion. So when it comes to that workforce that you guys have, how is it finding mechanics and technicians? Is there going to be enough to answer the calls in a sense during harvest, whether that be in that field situation or just in the store, or are we kind of lacking the personnel? Finding mechanics and technicians, you can't find enough bodies, obviously. You can have 20 people here for technicians, but can never have enough bodies to do the jobs. But it's it's been, for us, it's been nice wherever we need a body or trying to hire somebody, there's always somebody out there. So there's not a shortage for technicians or mechanics. Uh, They always know that we are a good employer to teach and also treat them well enough to where they stay. How do you train them once they're there as employees to make them want to stay and have that retention? For apprenticeships, uh, guys who are going to school to be a technician, we hire those interns, and if they don't have tools to provide to what they're working on, Sloan Implement has a great opportunity to give them tools to work with, to work on customers' equipment, setting up machines. So that's that's also nice that we can allow that option for. 
the new wave of technicians coming up in today's society. While we hope, you know, these farmers don't have any issues out in the field, it never fails. Something breaks. I remember my days on the farm. I don't know how many calls I got. Hey, go back home, bring this out to the field, come find me. You know, whether it's having something on hand or needing to make that run to the local implement dealer. So looking at the supply chain, when they need to get these parts, will these parts be available? Yes, the last couple of years has been kind of challenging with the supply chain at John Deere. A lot of, at the start, there has been a lot of issues trying to get parts in, but other John Deere dealers will help out. Other dealers, if they want to do a dealer-to-dealer transfer on a part, if you can't get something. Fast forward uh, today, we do a lot of forecasting. Every day we do forecasting on if we sold this part, we have to bring that part back in for our own stock. This is say if deer doesn't have it, again, going back to a dealer to dealer, calling, you know, regarding on to relying on other dealers for their help. It goes both ways. They help us, we help them going back and forth. Sloan Implement has 22 locations, so if I don't have something at my location and another Sloan location has that part, we can always transfer it here or we can always send a customer after their part what they're needing. So it's been very challenging at the start of pre-COVID, but fast-forwarding to now, it's been a lot easier. Also rewarding to help that customer get that part and get them back up and running ASAP as quickly as possible, especially going into a busy season. What tips do you have for farmers to really best prepare for harvest to avoid any wait times or issues? I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of farmers, I, w- I shouldn't say a lot of farmers, most farmers wait until the last minute to get their uh, harvest equipment out or any type of equipment regarding to harvest. Uh, they get the equipment out at the last minute and then they go through it and then, it, you know, something, just being prepared going into harvest, that's a huge thing. A lot of farmers need to take the time and resources to make sure that their piece of equipment is up to par and you don't have to worry about breaking down in the busy season, but farming's farm and anything can happen. That was Caleb Latham, parts manager at Sloan Implement. Be sure to take his advice and check your equipment now to avoid delays in the field later. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. On September 14th and 15th, the Dairy Auction of the Year is coming to West Bend. Steffes Group is thrilled to announce a two-day live auction featuring the finest dairy cattle. These cows are exceptional, with an impressive average of 92 pounds per day. This closed herd comes with elite genetics that promise quality and productivity. For more details and to register for online bidding, visit steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Steffes the leader in the auction industry for over 60 years. We've got about a half a million dollars available of state monies to help our dairy processors. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection is accepting grant applications through October 13th for our dairy processors that pasteurize, process, or manufacture milk or dairy products. You can get up to $75,000 and two years in duration on these grants. You've got to match a 20% of the amount, and then uh, it's up to you. 
You can use it for any business needs, food safety, staff training, plant expansion, modernization, or professional consulting services. Find out more on the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. You know, I don't talk about it often, but if you want to listen to other stories about Wisconsin agriculture right now on our podcast playlist, we're talking about a maple syrup uh, fall tour that's planned here in the state of Wisconsin. We're talking mostly about what future agriculture technology is going to look like, those drones that we're becoming more accustomed to, Where are we headed with that? And can you imagine having Wisconsin strawberries fresh from June through October? One of our University Extension fruit specialists is investigating day-neutral strawberries right here in the state. You can hear those stories and more at MidwestFarmReport.com right there on our podcast playlist. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning, well, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Right now, December corn is down a penny at 484. November beans are down nine at 1367. July wheat basically unchanged, 658 a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was unchanged, but 40 pound block cheese gained a penny and a quarter at 196 and a quarter. The double A butter was up a penny at 272 a pound. October milk closed seven cents stronger, 1895 a hundredweight. November milk was up a dime at 1871 a hundredweights. Up next, what is going on in our dairy complex? That's what the folks at Everag concentrate their attention on. We're catching up next with Zach Bowers, one of their broker analysts. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. What is dementia? Is it the same as Alzheimer's? What is vascular dementia, Lewy body, FTD, TBI, and CTE? If someone has memory loss, does that mean they have dementia? Millions of Americans ask these questions every day. I did too, and I learned. My wife, Ginny, developed dementia. I didn't know what to do or what was coming next. I'm Kevin Jamison, volunteer and president of the Dementia Society of America. I'm excited to offer you a free guide to understanding dementia. It's filled with facts about dementia, care planning, how doctors can help, and ways to keep your brain as healthy as possible. The Dementia Society of America is a national nonprofit, and we're ready to answer your questions. You want to live life to the fullest. I know that. Ginny did too, and I'm confident that we can help. Get your copy of the guide. Go to 1-800-Dementia.org or call 1-800-Dementia. Thank you. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I promised you our conversation with Zach Bowers, broker analyst with Everag, and it's time for us to catch up with him this morning. He's down in Chicago. And let's start off, Zach. It's going to be a couple weeks yet before we find out how we did as far as August milk production. We had a lot of heat that was a factor and that type of thing. But overall, what are you seeing when you're talking either with your peers or reading reports, talking with producers, Milk production, how are we doing? Are we holding our own, or what are you seeing going into fourth quarter? Yeah, you're exactly right there, Pam. You know, um, I think, you know, we saw a June milk production report that kind of shocked the end user coming in at unchanged, followed by a July report that came in about a half half a percent negative. Uh, and then, you know, you talk to most dairymen, you know, from the southwest, west, all the way through the midwest to the northeast, uh, and we were hit with some very unseasonable heat uh the last week and a half two weeks you know most guys talking down five to ten pounds so i think this you talk to most people their august milk production was worse than their july right um so you're seeing a lot of tightness in the milk supply market right now um especially in the midwest where seasonally we would start to be ramping up into into q4 and q1 of next year right um and at the same time we continue to see big dairy dispersals happening, especially out of New Mexico. You're in a very large dairy there that's going up for sale. Idaho, there's been a couple. Uh, California, it seems like every other week you're seeing some. So on top of the fact of unseasonal heat, you're also continuing to see uh, dairies going for sale. Um, And really, when you look at a lot of those beef sales, um, or a lot of those sales, a lot of them are going to beef, right? Um, and even heifers are going to beef. So you're seeing a lot of replacements getting beefed right now with how with this record high beef price. Um, and, you know, what, what guys are getting for day-old Angus, you know, people keep breeding the beef. So uh, the question that I ask is, you know, when this, when this thing does turn around, when margins do get better, which they, I, I believe they will going into next year with what feed prices are doing, um, are we going to have the herd, uh, the replacements there to build the herd back? Um, and can this be somewhat of a sustained price support because of that? So again, to be clear, you are seeing animals completely leave the industry. It's not like California is moving from California to Colorado or something like that. The beef, the beef market and its attractiveness just making animals disappear. That's very true. Yep, there's really no big growth area anymore. That I-29 Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota area is full. There's nothing really new getting added there. Um, and from there, you know, the next hot spot is supposed to be Kansas with this Hillmar plant that's going to be two or three years out. Uh, but a month, most of those have been delayed with how expensive it is to build. So, yeah, right now you're seeing, you know, the good, good animals are getting picked up by the neighbor uh, and the rest are going to beef. Interesting. Zach Bowers along with us this morning, one of the broker analysts that we lean on from Everag. So again, let's talk a little bit. We mentioned the weather. We mentioned kind of the movement of animals and milk production. Now school's back in session, Zach, and I, you know, we're talking about again, milk production flat, if not a little bit lower. Now we're hitting some of the hottest time of the year with demand going into football, the holidays. How are our plants compensating? Yep, exactly. So I think I think we're teed up very nicely um, to see prices continue to be steady to higher here. Uh, I don't think volatility is gone. That's still the name of the game in pricing. Uh, but the general overall trend, I think, is going to be higher because, yeah, mixed with tight supply, you've got uh, kind of the the perfect scenario of schools just fired back up. you got football season um, really starting to kick off here tonight, right? 
Um, there's a government cheese order that's supposed to start in October. That's about 115, 120 loads of cheese a month from October through June of next year. Nothing huge, but in a, in a tight market, uh, every little bit helps. And then, you know, in, a, in about a month or two, we're going to really start seeing holiday demand building up here as well. So you've got a really nice scenario here, I think, to finish out the year with some pretty decent prices and walk into 2024 uh, with some pretty decent margins versus where, you know, this silage that you're putting up is going to come in at. Mm-hmm. Now, what are we doing? How are we looking as far as available supplies, cold storage report? Yeah, we saw, um, you know, we're, we've seen some unseasonal drawdowns, actually. Uh, we haven't been able to build the product, especially on the class four side of things, that butter, nonfat, that butter, nonfat side of things, where, you know, that's the first place that milk's going to get pulled from when milk gets tight. Cheese plants always get their fill. That's the only way to run them efficiently. Um, but that class four side has been running tight. Uh, the cheese side of things, you know, dairy products report yesterday, we saw um you know that that you've even seen some weakness out of the production on that front too i think there's been some issues at some major plants in the southwest uh doing some upgrades doing some cleaning and then add on top of it you know milk supply being tight in some of those regions has really has really uh tightened up that fresh cheese supply which is what's been able to get us almost over that two dollar cheese price on the spot market haven't been able to do it yet not sure we will until maybe deeper into october when holiday demand really kicks in uh, but it's been nice to see us come off those lows of, you know, 135 cheese here back a couple months ago uh, very strongly. Yeah, and your point well taken as far as dispersals, dairies, uh, liquidating herds. California cheat dairy product production was really off last month. Yep, exactly. Yep, they're down five, five and a half percent, I think, on milk production. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't continue to see that trend uh, through the rest of the year with where their margins are at. Wow. All right. Beautiful, Zach. You always do a fantastic job. Zach Bowers, along with us this morning, one of the broker analysts that you can tap into at EverAg. They are dairy experts. And obviously, you can tell they keep their eye not just on what's happening in the Midwest, but the globe. You want to find them? Go to ever.ag, and you'll see how to get connected with them there. Thanks a bunch, Zach. Have a good day. Thank you. You too, Pam. All right. Zach Bowers, again, joining us live from Chicago, one of the key people for Ever Egg. And like I said, I'm going to get off the air here in a minute, and I promise you we are going to put this uh, conversation up on our podcast. So if you missed something that Zach uh, said or you didn't uh, get involved in the whole conversation, I'll have that posted for you momentarily at MidwestFarmReport.com. And then, like I said, on the podcast, just on our homepage. Alrighty, folks, tomorrow we're heading into a Friday. Don't forget that talk text line available. What are you going to be doing this weekend? What's happening as far as the harvest in your backyard? Go ahead, 